Welcome everybody, episode 53 of Martinis with Scott. Today we're going to talk about extended uh, shutdowns because of COVID-19, cash flow management, having uh, corporate meetings in a crisis, and uh, yeah, let's dive right into it. So Trump in the U.S. announced, uh, I think it was yesterday, that uh, they're amending their isolation guidelines from mid-April to the end of April, April 30th, I believe is what they said. And um, so that's a session of two weeks. Uh, businesses are going to be shut down longer. I listened to Bill Gates, I think, on a CNN interview yesterday, who was suggesting that he's in favor of a... By the way, he's done a deep dive into this. Obviously, we know his math uh, skills are exceptional, uh, but he's done a deep dive into this virus. So he knows what's going on. He knows what he's talking about. Um, I kind of wouldn't want to be on the other side of arguing with him on this particular issue or any issue for that matter. Uh, he's suggesting he's in favor of a hard uh, shutdown as we are doing for another six to 10 weeks is his estimation, uh, which of course takes you past the April 30th target uh, presented by the US government by Trump, which would be four weeks from today and more or less. And so uh, Gates is, is arguing for two weeks to six weeks longer than that. So that would take you to you know, the end of May or even into early June, which uh, I've been on a couple of calls this morning and that's what some business people are counting on. So uh, that's a long time for now. It's longer than we thought it was going to be two weeks ago um, when we were targeting, as I said, mid-April. So I think from as a business owner perspective, you're shut down or you're running at, you know, half a year capacity or you're on a skeleton staff. Um, let's revisit some of the things that we've talked about uh, in this crisis, in terms of managing your business, and whether you can afford to get through this. Are you a troubled company? Can you afford to be shut down uh, for whatever period of time you believe you're going to be shut down, listening to either the U.S. government's guidance, uh, Bill Gates' guidance, which is longer, your own gut feel, or your own research on this issue? You know, pick a date. Are you a troubled company? Well, how do you know that? You know that, uh, we discussed this before, is create a cash flow model. Create a rolling 13-week cash flow model. There's uh, templates on SinclairRange.com, S-I-N-C-L-A-I-R-R-A-N-G-E.com. Search it, 13-week model. There's free templates there. We've done uh, Olga Jelani, who's a frequent guest on the show when we weren't self-isolating. Um, she is, uh, she's walked through and explained how these models work. But it's, but you know, conceptually, it's very easy. You know, it's cash in, cash out. And what are cash in? Cash in is collections from your accounts receivable. Um, it's cash sales to the extent that you're doing that. Uh, government subsidies, cash in. Um, anything that brings cash into your business. And what is cash out? Cash out is obvious. It's the bills that you pay. It's your employees. It's your rent. It's your utilities. Uh, it's your suppliers. It's your taxes. All of those things, right? Cash in, cash out. That's what a cash flow model is. And then, you know, you project it week by week by week by week out for 13 weeks. Why 13 weeks? That's just a rule of thumb. In the insolvency business, it's uh, 13 weeks is three months. And uh, that's what you do. You do 13 week models. Um, so you build yourself one of those. Either get a template from our site uh, or um, go back and listen to an old episode, figure out how to do it, or just do it yourself. Cash in, cash out. What's your bottom line, right? So if you brought in uh, $1,000 this week, and you paid out $1,200 this week and your opening balance was zero, well, then your ending balance is minus 200, right? Simple as that. 
So you do that and you do it for your 13 weeks or if you think we're gonna be shut down longer, do it for longer. And what I advise people to do, what we do when we walk into troubled situations is we say, okay, if we think this is gonna be closed four weeks um, as Trump suggests, then double it. Do your model assuming that you're shut down for eight weeks, okay? If you think it's gonna be shut down uh, longer, you know, six to 10 weeks, and do your model out 12 to 20 weeks, which now is beyond a 13 week cash flow. So you can just expend out, extend out your spreadsheet. It takes you about two minutes uh, to do that on an Excel spreadsheet. And what you, um, and, and you know, you double it because things never go as planned and you double it because we're not gonna come back, you know, you're not gonna go from zero to 100. You know, you, you run a gym. You rely on a bunch of daily walk-ins as opposed to subscriptions uh, for your cash flow uh, to monthly fees for your cash flow. So you, you have a bunch of walk-in and daily revenue. Well, people aren't going to be banned from the gym. And then on Monday when things are changed, uh, you know, and the government says we don't have to isolate anymore, you're not going to go back to full capacity, right? It's going to take months potentially for that to grow up and for your revenue to come back. So just as a rule of thumb, if you think it's gonna be a four week issue, a six week issue, just double that in your cash flow, and then don't build it up to here. If you're on the podcast, I'm raising my hands all over the place. Don't build it up to 100% uh, all at once. Uh, gradually uh, increase your cash inflow and, uh, in your model to see where you're at. And so you've done that with your cash flow model, and if you're out of cash, if you run out of cash during this thing, you're in trouble. Right, that's, the, that's what a troubled company is. You run out of cash during this period and now you need to make some decisions as to what you're gonna do about that. So what do you do if you are short on cash? The number one thing you need to be asking yourself at this point in this crisis, I mean, we're weeks into this now, <coughs> excuse me, into social, that's not the virus, by the way, as I say every episode, is you need to ask yourself, uh, why are you open? Right? Should you just, if you're losing money every day and you can't afford to lose money every day, are you better off shutting down? And if you do, what does shutting down mean? Does that mean completely shutting down <clears throat> or does it mean partially shutting down? I was on a call this morning with a, uh, I won't drop their name, but a significant restaurateur uh, out of Miami. And uh, I was on a Zoom call with them uh, on location. Uh, they were in the restaurant. And what they've done is they've gone to a skeleton staff. So all of their hourly people have been laid off, but they kept the salary people on so they could still prepare food. Um, and they're doing, and the salary people are doing deliveries. So they're getting food out into Miami. And um, if I had his permission, I would drop the name of the restaurant just as a promo. But, uh, you know, so they haven't shut down completely. They've gone to a skeleton staff. And in my little town here in the mountains in Western Canada, you know, almost not every restaurant, but if there's, you know, we're a town of 4,000 people, it's not very big, but there's probably 10 good restaurants in town. There's a bunch more than that really, but about 10, you know, high-end restaurants. And uh, I bet you six or eight of them are still open doing, uh, <coughs> excuse me, doing uh, takeout and delivery. So what does shut down mean? But the, but the point of the story from a cash flow perspective is why are you even open if you're losing money? Look at your primary concern in this crisis is your employees, um, their health, and can they afford to live and eat groceries and pay their rent, pay their mortgage? Well, you're tempted to keep employees on as long as possible um, 
isolated as much as you can because you want them to have a paycheck. That's no longer really an issue. In every jurisdiction that I know of, there's lots of government support and programs to help people uh, that have been laid off because of this virus. If you're losing money, you're not the government, you can't afford to continue and do this out of your pocket uh, because you're gonna go under, right? You've proved that in your cash flow model. You're gonna go under, maybe you should consider laying these people off, having the government help you. That's what the government is for in a crisis of this sort. I'm not normally into government programs uh, like this, but <clears throat> you know this is the perfect situation for relying on the government. So think about laying people off, uh, because your primary concern is is your employees' welfare, and laying them off does not impact their cash flow, uh, because in every jurisdiction there's a bunch of government programs that is there to help them. Your second concern is to maintain the value of your business, to keep the momentum that you have in your business. I did a show last Friday about momentum. It's everything in business, but there's lots of things that you can be doing while you are shut down um, and while your employees are laid off, but there's lots of things you can be doing to maintain the momentum of your business, to keep heading towards your aim, towards your goals. What are some of those things that I've talked about before? You can rewrite your business plans. You can rewrite your, rethink your strategic plans. You can you know, redo your website, which is out of date, and you, know, you, can, you can turn it into a dynamic uh, platform. You can uh, hone in on your online sales strategy, your, your B2C um, that needs to be better than it is. You can get through of all that administrative stuff that's gonna come back and bite you in the ass because you haven't been doing it uh, because you've been too busy on the day-to-day -day, and the list goes on and on. There's a million things you can do so that eight weeks from now, 10 weeks from now, 12 weeks from now, whatever it is that you decide you're gonna be out, there's a million things that you can do to come back stronger and better than your competition because I promise you, your competition is frozen. They're frozen with fear, uncertainty. <clears throat> Don't be that. You can shut down and still beat your competition and you ought to be thinking about that. Uh, okay, if you're gonna stay open or if you're on a skeleton staff, uh, regardless of what you're doing, remember, cash in, cash out. Look for government help. There's lots of programs out there now. Not all of them are effective. It's hard to know what's, uh, you know, how to how to uh, apply for some of these things. And, you know, is it gonna come today or is it gonna become six weeks from now, which is way too late? So there's all sorts of questions, but obviously you wanna do a deep dive into government programs. Um, by the way, I'm gonna, I'm hoping to set up a Zoom uh, Martinis with Scott show with a couple of lawyers, one in Canada, one in the US, uh, to review programs that are available from the various governments um, and how to go about them. I thought that would be helpful uh, for the audience here and uh, for business owners. So we'll see if we get that set up this week. Government programs, obviously you wanna collect your receivables. We talked about this before. You could offer discounts to get it in quicker. You could factor your receivables, go sell them to a finance company. Look for other revenue uh, sources, other revenue sources. If you're a restaurant, um, you know, uh, online sales, takeout, delivery, that sort of stuff. On the cash out side, stop paying people. Just stop. No one's gonna sue you in this environment. Um, you're not gonna get in serious trouble. You know, your employees, you can lay off and you can cut that expense. Uh, you could stop paying your suppliers. You can, you don't have to be nasty about it. You can call them one by one. You can say, look, we're stuck. We're gonna run out of money. Um, we're unable to pay right now. And so 
I need to restructure this debt and I don't even know what the answer is. We're just going to take a holiday for a month and get back to you. Uh, holiday from payments for a month. There's all sorts of ways you can go about a supplier restructuring informally. And uh, I believe I've done shows on that before, but uh, I think it's reminding me that I ought to do one this week of the, the details of, uh, of an unsecured uh, voluntary restructuring. Negotiate with your landlord. Can you get a rent holiday? I'm dealing with uh, one of our commercial tenants right now. <clears throat> We're having that same discussion. Uh, most taxing authorities have said there's a holiday on tax payments. Take advantage of that. I haven't seen anybody uh, give a holiday on utilities, you know, electricity or uh, natural gas yet, but surely that should be coming out of the municipalities uh, or <clears throat> or the counties, whatever, whatever the authority is for that in your region. So keep an eye out for that. And remember, so you can cut all these things down to basically zero um, for a period of time. And then you don't have a cash flow problem anymore. So, so be aggressive. Don't think you need to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders. You don't. These are unusual times. And being a leader in a crisis calls for making uh, uh, tough decisions, including not paying people if you don't have the money to pay people. What good does it do your employees and your suppliers if you just drive yourself into bankruptcy in the next three weeks and you never come back? Was that a good solution? Probably not, right? So stop paying conserve your cash, build a war chest. Now, in your model, in your financial model, in your cash flow model, you need to remember, this is not a grant, it's not a gift. You're, very few governments are giving grants, you need to pay this money back. Um, if, you, if you didn't pay your suppliers, you still owe them, right? So when you get back to business, you owe them, that's like a loan. If you didn't pay your landlord, you still owe the rent when things go back to normal, it's like a loan. So you need to build in how are you going to afford to pay back these loans over what period of time when things normalize? Okay, so that's about how to identify whether you're a troubled company or not as this crisis drags on. How to manage your cash flow as this cash flow drags on. Now, I want to talk about uh, corporate meetings in a cash flow because uh, I've been through a couple in the past week and it's very much the same. And I think that. Uh, general meetings among employees. Let's say you're a manufacturing company, you have your weekly meeting um, and you talk about everything that happened last week and what we need to do and, and so on and so forth. <coughs> um, that doesn't work in a crisis because, you know, although commu communication in a crisis is obviously super important, um, more so than at any other time, but what is it that you're communicating? You can't talk every day about the negative. You can't go into work every single day or in a weekly meeting for two hours and talk about the coronavirus. You just can't do it. It's too hard. Uh, it's too negative. It's too demotivating. What you need to do is focus on the positives and forget about yesterday. Focus on today. Focus on positive things that you need to do to maintain your momentum, move you towards your objective, towards your aims, and... and uh, and forget about yesterday. Sorry, I'm just gonna turn the volume off on this thing beeping. Uh, people are texting me the number of subscribers we have on the YouTube channel, which is not very many, but it's going up every day, which is why they're texting me uh, with excitement about that. All right, where was I? So your meetings need to not be about the negatives. Uh, negatives, when you have too much of this in corporate meetings and you're trying to affect change, uh, create uncertainty and depression and it's paralyzing. Okay, and it's also tiring. 
Like think about you getting up every day during this crisis. Do you turn on CNN? Do you read the news and walk, watch it for two, three hours a day and just get bombarded and hit over and over with how bad things are and that we're all gonna die? What does that do to your psyche? Are you then coming out of that productive and charged up and ready to go? No, exactly the opposite, right? And it's the same with corporate meetings. So here's what you do. You forget about what happened yesterday. You forget about everything you screwed up this week. You forget about everything you screwed up last week. You forget about how much you suck at this, that, and the other thing. You forget about what this virus is doing to your business. And you have a short daily meeting that focuses on what you're doing today and how you can work together to be successful at your task for today. Pretend you're the coach. You're the coach of an NHL hockey team. Easy for me to draw that analogy because I've played the sport and I'm Canadian. I uh, think of it as basketball, football, whatever. So every day in a crisis is game day. Every single day. It's not practice. It's not tape day. Every day is game day. Does the coach of the team get up to get you motivated for a game and tell you how much you sucked the last game? No. They talk about, here's what we need to do today. This is how we're gonna win. Here's how we need to work together. You know, our defense has been shoddy. Wingers skate back, you know, help out your goalie, <clears throat> get the puck out, you know, whatever it is, you focus on what is important today to move forward and you do it for a really short period of time. Um, so 15 minutes is the answer in my opinion. Uh, but this is not a one-hour drag on, go through a laundry list of stuff. People should walk out of the meeting, charged up, and know the one, two, three, no more than the three things. In the, they know the one, two, three things in their head that they have to accomplish today as a team. And you need to do that every single day. And that's what a crisis management meeting should be about. It should not be about everything that's negative. We all know that, okay? And when I say charged up and positive... It takes you towards your mission. Like you can talk about today, we need to be really careful about uh, the coronavirus and the isolation. And so here's a new sanitation uh, procedure that we have. That could be something, but it's proactive, it's positive, it's not just a negative droning on for an hour uh, or two hours that's wasting everybody's time and making them leave the meeting feeling drained and unmotivated. Okay, you think about uh, politics, you think about wartime, including a war against this virus. Uh, what do you see? You see daily briefings, and do you see daily briefings about how many people died yesterday and about everything else that's going wrong? No, you say daily briefings about hey, the curve is starting to flatten, uh, we're getting more testing, uh, here's what we're doing to get ventilators to New York, right? You, you see all of these positive sort of statements and what we need from your help. Mr. Public, Ms. Public, uh, is to continue to self-isolate and we're estimating this time frame, right? Those are proactive things uh, that make people feel, okay, we're on top of this. And that's what you need to do in your business on a crisis. So I was doing a turnaround of a manufacturing entity, uh, started in late 2018 and I was finished by uh, 2019. And when I stepped in there, I see this in every single well, in most troubled companies that have a sophisticated, really smart management team that are not experienced and are not, uh, uh, are not adept to dealing with a crisis. And what they do is they start to micromanage and you walk in and it's two hours, uh, could be daily, like it's just incredible periods of time 
you have a spreadsheet of to-do lists, like who did this, who did that, um, names are beside the, the spreadsheet, uh, uh, dates, you know, or timelines are beside the, beside the names on the spreadsheet. And, you know, often they're color coded, right? And somebody's, it's like their full-time job. It's somebody's full-time job to maintain the spreadsheet. And it just becomes a job in and of itself to come in and report that, that you didn't do the thing that you're supposed to do yesterday because you were too busy or it was unrealistic or, you know, management's not dealing with the root of the crisis. They're dealing with a micromanagement that isn't working. Uh, I faced this at this turnaround company <clears throat> last year uh, uh, that I was on for a year. And that's exactly what they were doing. We stopped. We just stopped talking about all those negative things from the past. We stopped talking about how bad we are. And we started a daily 15 meeting, a 15 minute meeting. Everybody's senior in operations. When I see, say senior, I mean, I brought in my VP ops, my plant manager, all the supervisors, material handlers, people sort of that had, you know, that had somebody else that they had to manage. We brought them all in. It was stand up as much as possible. It was 15 minutes. Um, it was the beginning of the day and we said, what are we doing today? And people would say, well, we got this uh, delivery arriving. We need to get, you know, this line is running. We need to get this so many uh, cases out, um, so on and so forth. And somebody else, and, you know, and the maintenance guy would say, well, I got that line shut down, right, for whatever. And you force communication and everybody walks out knowing what they're doing for the day. And then you do the same thing tomorrow. And if you screwed up yesterday, forget about it. It's not important. You can't change it change what's going forward, get people in line, and it, it's just highly effective. That's what you do in a crisis. That's a way to manage. Um, yeah, don't waste your time in these, these long, unproductive meetings that demotivate everybody, especially me. Uh, all right, I'm just gonna tell you that I get the sense, new topic for, for 30 seconds here. Um, today's the day, everybody's going back to work. The phone started ringing, everything's been silent for two, three weeks here. We've been really busy at Sinclair Range on a number of things, but you know, the outside world hasn't been calling in other than talk about the, you know, the virus and, you know, just generally keep touching base. But today people start to work. They're looking for money. They're looking to restructure. They're looking for advice. They're looking to sell. They're looking to buy. Today's the day. What's happening? My sense is the world is just saying, okay, this is the new normal, at least for a while. Let's get at it. My advice to you, don't miss the boat. Uh, you're a business owner, you're a manager. Don't sit around, feel sorry for yourself. Don't be paralyzed by fear and uncertainty. Get back to work. All right, exciting news at Martinis with Scott. We got new hats in. Martinis with Scott, if you're on the podcast, you, you can't see this, but this is a, a nice gray hat. Thanks to Ashley for getting these things organized. I'll tell you what, if you want, uh, if you want a hat, Send in your name and uh, contact information. Uh, somehow you can do it in the comments on YouTube. You can email us, uh, uh, phone us. I think my number's in there somewhere. Get a hold of Ashley. And we'll give you a couple of days to do that. Say, uh, so, so, so Wednesday, do it Wednesday by end of day. And uh, we'll pick three names randomly from that. And uh, if it's, you know, if we could ship it to you, make sure that we send us your address as well or your general area. Uh, so we can decide whether we can even ship it to you. And we'll send you out some hats if you want. What else do I have? That's it. Thank you. Have a great uh, Monday. Stay healthy. Get back to work. You can be a success during this period. This has been a Martinis with Scott. Uh, we're a show about winning at business for entrepreneurs, business owners, managers, uh, investors. Please subscribe.
We're on YouTube, uh, search Martinis with Scott, uh, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Thanks for listening.